The following podcast is sponsored by Olive Garden. Because when you're there, you're family. What's going on everyone? It's Carla Cruz and you're listening to the KC at the Movies podcast for the 25th of February 2020. What's going on? How are ya? How are you going? How has your bloody life been? It's been a lovely, lovely few days. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you had a got some good rest. Hope you hope you had a, some good nights out. Hope you had a, uh, saw your family, saw your friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a good one, you know? Sorry for not bringing this out on a Friday, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry for that. Uh, I was going to do a singular Sonic podcast because I did see Sonic on Thursday and I was supposed to release it on Friday. But truth be told, I had a pretty busy weekend. I was um, I was out Friday night and then I was out all day Saturday and then out again on Saturday night. What happened Sunday? Well, 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 well. I had a little plan. Because I wanted to do, uh, once you find out, like after when I talk about Sonic, what I wanted to do with it, you're going to be like, well, okay, I said he's done there. So we're talking about, thank God, we're talking about two movies in this one, and uh, we'll see how you, but you, you know, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about when I, uh, when, when, I, when I bring up the next film. But yes, I did go and see Sonic the Hedgehog, the critically acclaimed box office Smasher Sonic the Hedgehog last Thursday. Uh, it did come out on Valentine's Day. However, I, d- I did spend Valentine's Day watching the Doctor Sleep three hour director's cut uh, with a friend of mine and a friend of, friend of the podcast, Jay Wood. So I did not watch Sonic on that on, on that holiday, but um, I did watch it on Thursday and I did check it out. And I've got some things to say about it if you wouldn't mind. So let's get into it. Um, first of all, before I start, I just want to say, I just want to say, I am normally, because what, what happened with, with this uh, film was uh, they released the trailer. It had Gangsters in Paradise in it, which was a very, very big mistake, uh, in my opinion, and um, just did not fit the trailer at all. But that wasn't the defining feature. Of that, of that, um, of that little clip, of that, uh, that was not the defining feature. The defining feature was that Sonic looked like something from a nightmare, and um, people were not happy about it. People were not happy about it. They were posting it online. They were whacking it on Twitter. They were hitting up Jeff, saying, "Jeff, what the fuck, mate? Sonic looks like a fucking <laughs> Sonic looks like some sort of some sort of hellscape with beady little eyes and teeth." And uh, Jeff was Jeff come out and said, "Look, look, look, guys, 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 look, we're settle down, settle down. We're changing Sonic. We're gonna get him back in there. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go back, back to the square one. Go back to the drawing board. And we'll, we'll fix Sonic for you. And then bada bing, bada boom. They released another trailer, and it was fantastic. Now everyone was like, "Oh my God, Sonic's got eyes. He has emotion. Holy shit!" So, but yeah, okay. What I would say is, I wouldn't. Normally, I'm against that kind of stuff. I mean, I would rather let the you know artist speak for himself and 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 let them uh do what they want to do and not give the people so much power i think it's a pretty dangerous thing if that happens but in this case 
I can say in this singular case, boy, am I fucking glad they did that. Boy, am I glad the mob came down that one because this would not have worked if they used that Sonic. Holy fucking shit, it would not have worked. So I'm glad they did change. They did change Sonic's design. And that's just all my little two cents on that. So, Sonic the Hedgehog, what is it? What's going on? Who's chasing who? Who's who's trying to get to San Francisco? Um, apparently this cop. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is directed by Jeff Fowler. I believe he's a first-time director. I have never really seen anything or heard of anything he's done before. Uh, ben Schwartz is the voice of Sonic. It also starts James Marsden, Jim Carrey. And uh, it's, about, it's about Sonic, you know? It's about Sonic. He's a blue hedgehog. And he runs really fucking fast. And what happens? He's just chilling out in his home world. He's getting raised by an owl for some reason. And um, she chucks a ring. And he goes through the ring in the portal. And he, he finds himself. He just finds himself in, uh, in Green Hills. Yeah, Green Hills, Montana. And he's just living his life, but he's all lonesome. He's he's, he's feeling like he, it's a, there's a void in his life. He wants a friend. Well, guess what? There's a friend. It's James Marsden's Tom fucking who cares. I don't know his last name, but he is a small town cop. He is, I think he's the sheriff, I'm pretty sure. Um, he's partners with Adam Pally, um, who is you know, one, of my, one of my favorites. I'll... I'll uh, if Adam Pally was in a film, I'll just watch it anyway, because I'm just, I'm just a big fan of Adam Pally's work. And uh, I know he's not for everyone, but I, I, I don't know. I think he's pretty funny. I like his brand of humor. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sonic's, you know, he's racing by one day. Um, he gets pretty he gets pretty angry. This is literally the plot, by the way. Um, he goes to a baseball field. He starts running really fast. He runs in a circle. It blows out the electricity in the whole entire, like, I think the entire world, I think. It's like a massive EMP blast, and the government's like, well, what the fuck was that? It certainly wasn't an alien blue hedgehog. So we, what do they do? They call in Dr. Robotnik, played by Jim Carrey, who we all know is, you know, Dr. Robotnik from Sonic, Eggman. And he gets to get to the bottom of things and find out what the bloody hell is going on here. And meanwhile, in all this, James Marsden runs into Sonic and blah, blah, blah. We have a Sonic the Hedgehog movie because Sonic wants to get in his home world. James Marsden wants to be a cop in San Francisco and Dr. Robotnik just wants to kill an alien. So what, what, what what's going on? Is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. Um, <laughs> what I will say is, uh, here, here are my positives. Uh, ben Schwartz is Sonic. He's really... He is fantastic. He's he's a really good choice. He was a really good choice to play Sonic. Um, he pulls off the... I mean, he gives Sonic a great voice. He has some great comedic bits, some really cool one-liners. Um, and he just fits Sonic. It, it does work, and, and, and it's it's really cool. Uh, Jim Carrey, I also say, is a bit of a plus. Um, he's very wacky and very zany. He has some lines that, you know, sometimes didn't work for me, but also he has some really great ones. That one in the trailer about the uh, the latte, I think it was the, you know, I think it's I think it's that, I think it's that line. That was great. And within the context of the movie, that was, that was funny as well. Um, and there's some really, really funny bits. But however, there are a lot of jokes that just kind of fall flat and don't land for me. And people could argue that, that because it's a kid's film, but, you know, we'll, we'll get to that little argument in, in, a, in a second. Uh, James Marsden's fine. He's always been fine. He's, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not a huge James Marsden fan. He's, he's fine. 
And so is, um, I believe it's Tika Sumter, who is his uh, his girlfriend. He plays Madeline. Yeah, there it is. And she's fine too. All the humans are fine. But Sonic is obviously the uh, the centerpiece of the film, and so is uh, Dr. Robotnik. So those two are the, the strengths of the film. There's some really cool action scenes. It's really, really entertaining at times. I wouldn't say I wasted my time in this movie. And, uh, you know, he, he runs really fast, guys. He just runs... He runs really, really fast. I I, I didn't know the... Uh, the just how fast he could run. And he can run fast. I was proven that he can run fast. They do make a lot of... Uh, you know, they take advantage of the... Uh, how you know, his whole speed thing, and it's, um, in, in, you might have seen it before with um, when the Flash or uh, Quicksilver in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where it has the uh, especially in the I mean in the Fox universe really uh the Quicksilver scenes. There's a one scene like that uh, that's really really cool, really like that. It takes place in a bar. You might have seen the bar a bit in the trailer, and that was really cool. Um, but you know that's 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 about it really. It's it's a fine movie. I was entertained. I liked Ben Schwartz. I liked Jim Carrey. I actually wouldn't mind watching a second one because they do set up for a second one. They do set up for a second one. And you know, based off the money it's making at the moment as well, it's it's definitely going to get a second one. It's it's definitely going to get a second one. I'm pretty sure it's the highest grossing video game movie of all time now. So they're definitely going to get a second one. But there's just a lot of bits that don't work. There's a lot of it, you know, even for a kid's film, I think. Because look what, I, I had this conversation with, with a friend of mine um, earlier. Even for a kid's film, you can make a smart movie and they can still understand it. And um, there's a lot of jokes that kids are going to like, um, particularly <clears throat> flossing. Yep. Yep flossing mm -hmm. and uh every time that was done i wanted to throw up my mouth but you know that's that's there for them that's there for them there's elements that are there for them but i do think because there are some elements there that there there's a there's an adult joke that i really liked uh i wouldn't say really like but there's an adult joke that i caught and i was like okay so they are doing it for the sonic fans as well this film is for the sonic fans so why make everything so over explained and 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 there's there is there is tons tons of exp um exposition and expiratory expiratory dialogue and everything has to be explained uh sonic is definitely the one that's explaining the most like he'll be going through something and he'll be like well now i'm but this but now i feel like this and this is how i feel and blah blah blah, blah. and i'm just like oh, look, i know sonic i know you're fucking you're a nigel you want friends um yeah, not to be a dick about it, but I understand. Like, I, I don't need to be told that, and I don't think kids need to be told it either, because they just by having Sonic do those things and having him visually express them, I mean, I think they can understand what, what's going on and what characters are going through. It doesn't need to be fucking spoon-fed and explained to them 24-7, and that's what this movie has a lot of. It has a lot of, um, a lot of explaining. And uh, particularly, it's done by other Robotnik or it's Sonic, um, and yeah. And one thing that also didn't really work out for me as well was um, 
it was so, it was so odd. I don't know why. I don't know why it was dropped, but there is a subplot in here um, about James Marsden because he is believed to be the person that caused the um, the EMP blast. So he gets labelled as a, a domestic terrorist, and it's all in the news. It's like showing on the TVs and. People are, you know, talking about it on the news, and it's like, I'm pretty sure it's given, like, a whole data process, so everyone would have seen it. Everyone would have seen it on the news, and they've got a whole day to see that, and then, like, the next day, he's out just doing anything. He's just, he's in buildings, he's, he's taken, he's, he's, he's going to the top of this tower, this lady's like, oh, yeah, fucking just go ahead with your, with your black bag, with your, with your fucking, with your, with your, with your duffel, with your black duffel bag. <laughs> Just go right to the top of the tower. Yeah, do that. And it just gets... It just felt like it was just dropped completely. And then when it comes back at the end, it's played off as a joke. Where it's like this really fucking serious thing. That he's a domestic fucking terrorist. And they're just like, oh... Oh, yeah, we're not, we're not going to speak about that. We're not going to... We're not going uh, we're not, we're not to talk about that at all. That didn't actually happen. And it's like, like a joke as well. And uh, I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was just, it never gets mentioned again. It's like this big thing. And then it just never gets mentioned again. Another thing that there's another kind of story thread where Tika Sumter's character, uh, I think Madeline, I don't even try and guess the character's names, but her, see, the, the problem here was, I didn't think it was, I thought it was her mother, but it turns out to be her sister. And then she has, like, a kid there. Is that her niece? Like, I wasn't too sure. I knew it was, like, when, it, when they turned up. But there's kind of, there's, there's this little plot where he's at her, well, then turns out, sister's house. And she's always just like, ah, oh, well, I never, you know, I, I, always, I always hated him. Don't don't bring him around here. I, I don't like him. I, I always told you he was bad news. And I'm, I'm sorry for doing that. But it just didn't make sense why she didn't like him. She was always just blabbing on her about how she didn't like him and didn't trust him. And like, it was, I was just like, why, but, but, but why though? Why though? Lady, why? Yeah, I, I just didn't understand that. So I was just like, I was like, I get it's like supposed to be for laughs, but like, it's also just really annoying, really, you know, it's just really annoying. And um, yeah, no, by the time, like, it just kept happening. And it was just, I don't know. It got, it got kind of annoying. That's just a little nitpick, but maybe I just, I just I just found that kind of annoying. It was never explained. I don't know why she doesn't like him. He just doesn't like him. Is that supposed to be the joke? I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. There was another thing. Um, what I think this movie doesn't do at all really well is is uh, explores the emotion of, of everything as well. Because there's always there's always going to be a break for a joke or a time um, or it's going to be over explained by a certain character. So then. The emotional impact is not as um, you know it doesn't doesn't hit as hard, so you're not like feeling. I mean, you, you feel sad for Sonic at times, but it's not like the emotion that I guess the movie wants you to feel because they play the, the sad music, they hit you with the you know, with the oh you need to be feel sad here. But I'm like I don't really I don't though I don't though sorry, because it's not explored. Every single there's a there's a really cool thread that could have been explored more. About um, Sonic being a loner, being someone who need needs someone in his life because he's always been so alone. He's always running. He's always running. Um, I mean, you can get quite metaphorical and just think like I've been running my whole life. I guess that's in the trailer, really. But 
you know, he's always running and he doesn't have anyone by his side. Is and he's uh, he wants someone. He he wants someone to be there with him. And it's not really explored that deeply. And you, I mean, you could say, well, they're trying to focus on like obviously the plot. And you know, it's a very like Birds of Prey last week. I talked about this is a very plot-driven movie. They're always like focusing on on what's going, how how we're going to end up, and where we're going to go. And I just think everything that I guess the writers wanted to explore is really surface level, and you don't really get the emotion that they want you to get. So yeah, that's how, that's how I felt about that. We're just going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back. This podcast is also sponsored by Zillow. Zillow is an amazing real estate service that helps you find a house you can call a home and a dream you can call reality. It is top of the line service to assist you in buying a home, selling a home, renting a home, hell, even finding the right agent for you. Zillow even has a home valuation model called Zestimates. What the fuck is a Zestimate, you ask? Well, a Zestimate, simply put, is Zillow's estimate of a home market's value. There's... Sestimate incorporates public and user-submitted data, taking into account home facts, location, and market conditions. I found a house using Zillow's Sestimate tool and bought a classy little abode on the beach just by filling out Zillow's criteria. First I typed in water, then beach, then voila, my beachy home was found. Sandy floors, I'm always wet, I'm either really hot or really cold, and it's always noisy. Thanks, Zillow. Now, if you want to get into finding your new dream home, join Zillow now and use my promo code ZESTYBOY. That's ZESTYBOY, Z-E-S-T-Y-B-O-I, where it asks for the promo code. With that, not only will you get a moderate, decent place of living, you get two free Zestimates. Didn't like your first Zestimate and think Zillow's just bullshitting you? Try it again with an extra Zestimate, and if the Zestimate doesn't work... You can actually try to get another Zestimate on top of that using my second promo code, Zestius Boy. That's Zestius Boy. And if you're not happy with those first three Zestimates, then holy Zestimate, how about another fucking Zestimate using my third promo code, Zestimate Me, on top of the first two promo codes. That's four Zestimates in one day. And if you Zestimate Me, that's a lot of Zestimates. Too many Zestimates to count. Zestimate. So get on Zillow today to find your new dream home or just get that extra zesty zestimate when you use my code ZESTYBOY. Zillow. Zestimate. 2006. And we're back to the Sonic review. Another thing that I want to mention, finally with this film, and you might have caught on to it by now. If you haven't, that's fine. I'm going to explain it to you just like the movie does. This film has the most blatant use of product placement I have seen in quite a long time. Holy shit. Uh, it's, it's, it's very obscene. Um, you might have heard at the beginning of the podcast where I said it was sponsored by Olive Garden. That is one of the uh, products in Sonic the Hedgehog. So that's not a real... We don't have any sponsors in the podcast, by the way. Um, this is all a joke. Zillow's... Uh, I'm not sponsored by Zillow. I mean, you probably could tell by my ad reading there, but it's all a joke. Um, these are the brands. These are the products that are in Sonic. And I'm not even kidding, guys. When Zillow is brought up in Sonic the Hedgehog... Tika Sumter's character literally says, oh, I found this apartment on Zillow. 
And then he was like, oh, where'd you find that? Well, how did you find that? He goes, oh, I just used Zillow's criteria and I filled it out. And she literally like pulls, like turns the laptop around and says, oh, look at this. Oh, look at all these pictures. And then it just has the Zillow fucking logo like right in the middle, like fucking, yeah, Zillow. What, why Zillow? Like, what the fuck? What? Why Zillow? And then, and then, like the most, most odd product placement. I mean, the the last one I saw that was really really odd was Power Rangers with Krispy Kreme. This one, instead of Krispy Kreme, has Olive Garden. So if you, if you might have heard at the beginning, you, we should have heard at the beginning that was sponsored by Olive Garden. That's another sponsor in this podcast. Another blatant scene in this film is uh, the character of Tom, played by James Marsden, has look, going for the apps on his phone. He goes, well, I've, only, I've got the Olive Garden app. And then she was like, well, Olive Garden, because when you're there. And then he finishes, your family. And I swear to God, if I was with someone, if I was with someone while that was like at the cinema, because I saw this alone. So if I was with someone... <laughs> I was like turning to, the, there was like some people over in the in the rows um, on on the other side. There was some people, um, about two people in the uh, row in front of me. There was people at the back, and I was just, I was just like I had room to like express like what, like holy shit, they're actually doing this. They're doing this, and they're doing it to our faces. And not once does Olive Garden come up. Twice does Olive Garden come up because right near the end, where everything kind of wraps up, Tom is recommended, is given a card, and is recommended to try their never-ending pasta bowl. Why? Because it never fucking ends. I was just, uh, guys, I was just sitting there like in utter disbelief, just like, oh my god, this is not subtle at all. It's just a big. It's a big old fucking sledgehammer of product placement just bashed over my head. And I was just like, oh my. I just couldn't believe it. I honestly could not believe it. Um, anyway, given, given, all, <laughs> given all this, you know, is Sonic, you wonder what, what I recommend you go see Sonic. Um, look, if you're a fan of Sonic, you're going to get, there's some references in the film that you're going to enjoy and you're going to pick up. I think it's perfectly fine. I think it's entertaining. Um, I don't think I'm going to watch it again though. However, I did say I will go see a sequel because this does set up for a sequel. So do stay during the uh, the end credits if you're a Sonic fan because you're going to get something real nice and tasty. In I bet mid credits. I wouldn't say post credits. It's about mid credits. So don't have to stay for too long. Um, but if you're not a Sonic fan, you're not you're not you're not going to like this. I don't I don't think you will like this. But then again, like why would you go and see this if you're not a Sonic fan? It's called Sonic the fucking Hedgehog. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's fine. It's not going to be anything special for me. Uh, but look, I didn't waste my time of it. So there you go. All right. So I did mention earlier that I was going to combat Sonic with another film that I saw in the weekend. And we're going to do that just just now. Um, look, Sonic. Sonic's great enemy. He's got a lot of enemies. Sorry, that was a joke reference. Um, I don't even fucking know the song either. <laughs> I just found it on a meme once. Um, he's got an enemy, and it's called Shadow. 
But I'm not talking about... I'm not talking about the bloody... Bloody Black Hedgehog that and you know the game that I played on the 360. If you played Shadow on the 360 as well, let me let me know. Just just hit me up because it was a fucking good game, eh? And he had guns, dude had guns. Uh, anyway, what we're talking about is um, Shadow. It's uh, it's the guy that gave you Hero and House of the Flying Daggers, which are uh. Dare I say, um, well, not dare I say, because it is quite true, legendary films um, with great fire choreography um, and just gorgeous films, gorgeous, gorgeous films. And it is the latest to come from that director. Um, I'm going to say the director's name is Zhang Yimao. Zhang Yimao? I'm gonna... Zhang Yimao, yeah. Uh, it's his latest. It's called Shadow. And um, it's hard to explain this one because it's it's a very intricate story, and there's a lot really going on. So I'll just tell my I do my best to to explain the plot. It's it's about it's set in um, this massive kingdom. Um, I believe the city of Jing and then the city of Yang. Um, there's a city of Jing, and then there's a, there's a um, it mo- mainly focuses on the city of Jing who is, uh, who has a king, who is kind of like, he's not in, he's, he's kind of incompetent, but he's not as evil as, um, let's say, um, I don't know, like an evil tyrant would be, he's not like that, he's just really incompetent, he's really stupid, he doesn't really, doesn't really care what he's doing, he tries to get out of things easily, and he doesn't really want to go to war with the city of Yang. He's just trying to find ways to get out of going to conflict with Yang. Um, he's making deals with them. He's trying to sell off his sister, who is the princess of Jing. And, uh, you know, he's just, a, he's just a bad boy. He's just an idiot. He's a bad little idiot. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and uh, it also focuses on a thing, uh, a thing, a, I guess, a warrior, an assassin called a shadow. Now, um, the opening credits explain this, that there is uh, there are kings that rule in ancient Chinese kingdoms, and there are shadows, that, like, they're, sorry, they're, they attempted to get assassinated, but there are shadows who will protect the king from the assassins, and shadows work in secret, and they are barely seen in the public. Um, it does focus on this certain shadow, and he is training to become uh, the new commander of Jing. Uh, it also focuses on our third main protagonist, because there's three kind of protagonists that it bounces between, named Madam, and she is the wife of the tr- of the master that's training the shadow, and um, she her her little um, her little dynamic, and um, her little love story with the uh, one of the one of the characters in the film. I was really really invested in that. I, I was uh, very taken with it. So let me set the scene for you. There's two cities, Jing and Yang. They are part of this kingdom. I believe the kingdom is, or um, kingdom is Pi. I believe. I believe it's Pi. If I'm if I'm wrong, please correct me. Because this this film is a very, it does get kind of complicated at times, and you do kind of like what 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 what's going on. And it's not because of the language barrier or anything like that. It's just the way the film has been set up, and because you're given a lot of exposition at the beginning, and you're just. You're, I guess you're kind of expected to re- to retain that, and then you're just and then you're thinking throughout the movie, just like, 
wait, so what, what, where, what does that mean? And where are we again? So it does take you to a, a bit to, you know, get into the swing of it. Um, but what I will say about this film, it is gorgeous. Uh, it is visually stunning. There's this really beautiful use of, like, if you look at the symbol of yin and yang, the black and white, the light and dark, if you look at that, and if you just wash that over, like, just, just like, th- put that in a giant bucket and just threw that over, oh, hello, <laughs> threw that over um, a, a giant city, a giant kingdom, you would get this film. It uses a great use of just these really stark black and white colors, uh, retaining skin tone and, uh, you know, blood as well. So your main colors you're looking at are red, white, and black. Um, and of course your, um, skin tone of your, um, of your characters. And it just, honestly, it just looks fucking, it looks beautiful. It looks absolutely stunning, especially with the cinematography, um, by Zhao Zhaoding. Zhao Zhaoding, I'm sorry if I uh, butchered that one, but he, his cinematography is incredible, and I'll have to, and I'll have to uh, give it to the collaboration between director and, and DP here, because the world created is just this beautiful, it, it reminded me of, of just, of just like a painting, and I did some research and found out that the whole world was meant to replicate the ink wash paintings of ancient China. And uh, it really, really clearly, clearly comes through. And it looks absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely beautiful. And um, it does uh, reflect, I guess, the yin and yang, the light and dark, in um, a very, very artistic way. Its fire choreography is great. The fight scenes are amazing. There are a few. There are actually less than I thought there would be, because I was expecting... Based on what I was hearing about the film, I was expecting there to be quite a few scenes, um, quite a few fight scenes, and less about what's actually going on in the kingdom. But just a little bit of a, a warning, I guess, to anyone who's just expecting just a full-on action thriller. I mean, you do you you are going to get that, but that's mostly going to happen in the third act, to be honest. So I'll just give you a warning. But you you, are, you do get some training sequences leading up to that, so yeah, uh, like that still happens. But your biggest, your fights and your action that you're expecting is going to come in the third act. Before that, we're going to set the stage. And that's what this movie does really, really well. I, but however, however, I also think that's where it falls um, with its weaknesses. And we'll get to that in a minute. But I, I have to read out the fire choreography. It's beautiful. It's shot beautifully. There are some amazing sequences shot in the rain. And it, oh, it just looks gorgeous. It looks so fucking good, man. It looks so, so good. And because I was so, I guess, expecting a lot of a lot of action, what I wasn't expecting was just how wrapped up I would be in the, the storyline of this whole film. The, the political intrigue, um, the drama of the court, the romance. Um, I don't know why I said it like that. The romance. Um, the romance between these two characters, I really got, I really got quite swept up in, and it doesn't come off as cliche or cheesy, it's very realistic, and you do care for these characters, and you do hope the best comes for them, um, 
and uh, that's what I kind of got wrapped up in the end. I really liked the fight sequences, but if I'm honest, I really liked the story. I really liked the intrigue. I liked the 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 whole drama of it all. It was fantastic. And I was gonna, I was like, well, this is doesn't really, this is not really what I expected, but it's it's kind of in a good way, kind of in a bad way, like mixed. And then the way it was, uh, the way it wraps up, I was like, oh, that's, that, that's, oh, that's great. That's great. Okay. Loved it. Loved it. There is a, going back to the fight scenes though, there is a absolutely brilliant, brilliant set piece that takes place in, um, during the third act. I'm not going to say what it actually is. It involves umbrellas weaponized umbrellas i'm not gonna give you any spoilers there weaponized umbrellas and just stairs going down a city in the rain it's fucking beautiful it's phenomenal oh my god it's so fucking good holy shit i actually out loud was like oh my fuck yes like out loud it was so good and put the nail on the head there there's no music to it it's all build up it's all build up until that scene. Everything's just the tension rises and the stage is set and then that set piece happens and just, there's no music and it's all just happening right in front of it, right in front of your eyes. And you're just like, this is just incredible. It's it's absolutely, absolutely amazing. Um Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, my one gripe with this film is it does take a while to start. Um and, and when I mean that I mean, um, the pacing during the first half hour, I say, needs some work. You might, and you might, like, look, on rewatch, I think I'm not going to, um, worry about that on rewatch. It's not going to worry me because I know what it's going to, what's going to happen and how it's, you know, how it's been established and how it's been set up. But for a new, a new viewer, you're going to be thinking like, when's this going to begin? Because I was thinking that. If I'm honest, during the opening minutes, I was thinking like, okay, what's what's this about? Because when I even trying to explain the plot, I was I was struggling. But um, that's why that's why I say it. it's uh, it's hard to explain this plot to uh, anyway a new viewer and someone who's actually going to see this film because they're like, like it's it's a lot, about a lot of things really like it's a whole it's pretty much about ancient Chinese court. Um, Intrigue, betrayal, romance, blood, revenge. It's everything. It's everything you want in a film. And it's so fucking good. But it does take a while to get started. And I will say that. For the first 30 minutes, I will say they're a bit slow. Pacing could have been better. Um, it could have been maybe 15 minutes taken off that. Maybe. I don't know. But I will say, yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it does take a while to start there. But other than that, guys, I couldn't recommend Shadow any more it is absolutely beautiful in the way it's shot it's production design there are some just phenomenal set pieces actions action uh yeah action set pieces fights and just the dialogue you get wrapped up in it it's like some game of thrones shit it's it's so good um i could recommend this movie more it's it's so good do check it out do check it out all right, um, that's going to wrap it up for this week's podcast. Um, sorry for the short one, but that's that's all we've got to really got to talk about. Um, I will say though, if you have been paying attention, 
I'm now putting the podcast up on YouTube. I'm clipping out certain segments and putting them on YouTube as well. So if you would, if you saw the last one, um, I put the Birds of Prey clip, just the review, um, right next to the where I upload the episodes. So uh, I'll be doing that from now on. The website's getting it's. I'm gonna try and work on that soon. And um, yeah, I think that's about it. I think that's. Uh, That'll do it. Oh, and uh, this week's podcast will be on uh, Saturday because I'm going to see Guns Akimbo on Friday night and I believe I'll have some words to say about that. So um, I wanted something to talk about and I think it'd be better if I waited till Saturday to talk about Guns Akimbo since I'm going to see it Friday night. So, yeah, I think that works out better. So this week's podcast will be um, on Saturday. This podcast will come out tomorrow. Um, and so will the clips on YouTube and everything. So everything will be up tomorrow and this week's podcast will be up on probably on Sunday. I'll record it Saturday up on Sunday and that's it. Thank you for listening guys. Follow the podcast on Spotify, subscribe on the podcast, subscribe on YouTube now to the YouTube channel. Uh, trust me, there's some more great content going up there and, um, I would, I would love for you to stick around and check that out. <laughs> so uh, guys enjoy your week um have a great one stay safe stay happy and uh i'll uh, i'll talk to you on sunday